have no equal. You have no rival. Hallelujah. You have no rival. You have no equal. Hallelujah. Poverty can't stand before you, Lord. Sickness can't stand before you, Lord. Loneliness can't stand before you, Lord. Depression can't stand before you, Lord. You've healed it all. You've provided for everything. You've done it all. You've given it all. Hallelujah. That man with the demons, he had a thousand demons. I can imagine what was going through his mind every day. I, I mean, it says he wanted to take his own life. It says he wanted to kill himself, but he couldn't. I could imagine the torment. I could imagine the struggle. But it ends up, the story says, they found him in his right mind. They found him in his right mind, clothed and in his right mind, because Jesus, because Father, you heal our minds. You put us in the place of right minds. You heal us with your peace. You heal us with your, your mercy. You heal us with your compassion. There wasn't a person you turned away, Jesus. There wasn't a person you turned away, Father. You healed them all. All who came to you were healed. Why should it be any different today? It shouldn't be any different today. That's your will. How do you know what the will of God is? Look what God did. How do I know if God wants to heal? Look, God healed them all. How do I know if Jesus wants me healed? He healed them all. He never turned anybody away. Was well, things different today? No. Things are not different today. What's different today? We're different today. Oh, Father, Jesus, how? I know I did all those years. I let religion tell me. You know? Oh, God decides. Oh, God chooses. Oh, God uses sickness. Why does it say that? The Bible says sickness is a curse. God would never put a curse on his people. He redeemed us from the curse. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I praise you, Lord. It's your will that we be saved. It's your will that we be healed. It's your will that we be prosperous. It's never changed. It never will. Religion tries to change it because they don't have faith. They don't know what faith is. They don't know what the power of the gospel is. They don't know what the truth of the gospel is. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Oh, and they'll boast and they'll say, well, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I preach the gospel. No, you don't. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. The gospel of Christ. That's the gospel I'm not ashamed of. Because I know what you tell me, Father, through Paul. Because it's the power of God for salvation for all who believes. And that word salvation just doesn't simply mean forgiveness of sins. That's wonderful that that's part of what it means. But it also means I'm redeemed, I'm rescued, I'm, I'm healed, I'm made whole, I'm protected, Amen. I'm provided for. The gospel of Christ is the power of God for all that. Amen. To all those who believe. That's my gospel. That's your gospel, Jesus. That's your gospel, Father. That's the gospel I'm not ashamed of. Oh, prosperity gospel. I got a prosperity Father. Amen. I, got a pro I serve a prosperity God who became poor, poor, broken, destitute, beaten, naked. He became poor, impoverished, nothing. So that I might become rich. So that we might become rich. Thank you, Paul, that you used the word. That didn't simply mean spiritually rich. 
rich in, in spiritual aspects. No! It talked about business adventure, business ventures. It talked about financially, money. It talked about material things. Religion don't like to hear that. They don't know what the true gospel is. Your sins are forgiven. They don't even get that right. Oh, man. They don't even get right that right, Lord. I don't know who's listening to this, who's going to hear it. They don't even get that right. The part where you say, you take our sins, and you, and you, and you take them as far as the east is from the west. That this, our sins were put on Christ, and they were buried with Christ. And he was raised without them. And we were raised in newness of life without them. And now we've been purged of our sin consciousness. Now all we have is righteousness consciousness. Because we're just like Jesus. They don't even get that part of the gospel right. Jesus forgives your sins. But guess what? Because you're still a sinner, you're going to have to confess your sins over and over and over again so that he can forgive you over and over again. What gospel is that? Where do they get that from? Where do they get that from? Hallelujah. I worship you, Lord. I thank you for your true gospel. The gospel of Christ. The gospel of Christ. Why don't, why don't churches have power flowing through them? Oh, they have nice worship services. They got smoke, and they got, they got effects, and they got lightning. Light, not lightning, lighting. But that's, there's no power there. Because they're teaching a false gospel. Must be working. Because they're filled. They're filled with people that come week after week after week. And run to the altars every freaking week. And confess their sins over and over again. They take communion. And they find all the wicked ways that were within them. What gospel are they listening to? What gospel are they preaching, Father? Not the true gospel. Not the gospel of Christ. Not the gospel of Christ. You see, the gospel of Christ is your power. Is your power to save. Make whole, heal, make well to all those who believe. Is any sick among you? Is any sick among you? That question is in the book of James, Father. You put it there. Is any sick among you? Like, like he should have said, I don't know how it could be. I don't know how it could happen. But if there's any sick among you, if there's any sick... I don't know where this is coming from, guys. I'm sorry. I don't, he's, if there's any sick among you, if there's any sick among you, if, if, it's like Paul, his gospel, salvation for all who believe, every single part of it, gospel, what gospel are people preaching today? The word of God has been made of none effect because of the gospel they preach. Come to Jesus. Oh, confess your sins. Oh, and you will be forgiven. Oh, but then, but then expect a long, hard road. Work at your righteousness. You got to work at your sanctification. You got to work at you becoming more and more holy. You got to work at it. You got to work at it. You got to work at it. 
And you're all still sinners. You know that. You know that. You're still sinners. So you know you're going to have to come. And, and you know you're going to have to confess those sins over again and over again and over again. Man, I grew up with that song. Lord, I can't believe it. And I used to love it. And I used to sing it. Lord, hello, it's me again. I'm here to confess the same old sin. Whoa! What gospel are they believing in? I'm going to confess my righteousness. Therefore, I have peace with you, Father, because I have been made righteous through faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Have been. I am. I am a new creation. Any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. The old order, the old nature is gone. It's, it's past. It's been buried. It's never to be coming up again. The only one that makes it come up again is religion. Religion and the false gospel keep bringing it up over and over and over and over again. Guess what, Father? I thank and praise you because you've told me, don't worry about it. Standing before me? Don't worry about it. Standing before me? Religion had you scared to death. I know that, son. I know that, my, my, my child. I know that, Leonard. Religion had you mortified to come before me. But no, you know, Leonard, you know the true gospel. You never have to be mortified. You never have to be, have to be frightened. You never have to be scared. You never have to tiptoe into my presence. Because I made you just like my son Jesus. Because as Jesus says, Leonard, so are you in this world. Amen. Amen. And so now, Leonard, guess what? Religion used to keep you away from me. Religion used to make you hide from me. Religion kept you from me. Religion, And you know what? So many are being kept from me because of religion. And because they still got filth in, in their minds. What I mean by filth is I mean untruths. God is mad at them. God is upset at them. God is going to puke them out of his mouth. Oh! You're going to stand before God and he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. Oh, you better live right. You better work at your salvation. You better work at becoming righteous. You have... You better work at becoming sanctified. You better, you better work. You better confess them sins. Look deep down. Get rid of them. What gospel are they preaching? Not your gospel. Thank you, Father, that you sent the Apostle Paul. Thank you, Father. I know my wife says it every single Sunday. I hope people don't get here tired of hearing it. Because she's never going to stop saying it. Holy and righteous ones. Thank you, Paul, for listening to the Holy Spirit. Because you, you used the word saint 40 times when you, when you refer to us. Holy and blameless. To, the, to God's holy and blameless ones. That's the true gospel. New creations. New creations. Not sinners. Not still sinners, just saved by His grace. Brand new, born again, born of the Father. 
is, so are we. Father, I'm so grateful that you'll never say anything about us that you won't say about Jesus. Father, I'm so grateful and thankful that you won't think anything towards us except the same thoughts you think towards your son. And I know the thought of all thoughts that you said, that you thought when you spoke. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And I thank you, Father. That's the true gospel, the gospel of Christ. That I know that every day, 24-7, 365, day after day after day, week after week after week, month after month after month, year after year after year, you are my beloved son and in you I am well pleased. How can I not be pleased? For I determined when you said yes and you put your faith in Jesus Christ that at that very moment I made you to be conformed into his exact image, duplicate copy. Jesus, my firstborn. You, all his many brethren. I don't know where they get the gospel, the gospel they have, Father, from. They don't get it from, they don't get it from you. They don't get it from Paul. I'm so grateful, Father, that you have set me free. You have set me free. And he who the Son makes free is free indeed. Amen. And Father, I thank you that I know the truth of what that means. You set me free from the law and the curse of sin and of death. You've set me free from the law. Hallelujah. You've made me free and set me free from rules and regulations and ceremonial laws that were against me, that were contrary to me. You nailed them to the cross, canceling them out. And now, my life is fully charged and fully led by your precious Holy Spirit. And now my life will become radically transformed not by my doing, but my believing in everything you have told me about myself, in everything you have, have, you have explained that I am in this new creation, being one with Christ, being united with Christ. Thank you, Father, that I am. Thank you, Father, that I can. Thank you, Father, that I have. Just like Jesus. Oh, man, I praise you, and I worship you, Father, and I glorify your name, and I magnify your name, and I praise you, and I worship you. Hallelujah. This is probably my sermon, man. This is a prayer, and this is my sermon. I don't know. Hallelujah. I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. I worship you. I glorify your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I magnify you, Jesus. I thank you for the true gospel. You know what? I'm just going to keep going. I'm sorry. I have a message. I had something else, but this is on my heart. You know Mark chapter 9? If you have Bibles, look at Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. Whoa! Not even on tape. Mark chapter 9. Look at Mark chapter 9 for me. With me. I got somebody that wants me to pray for them. Pray for them. You know what? I'm going to answer them right now. You should be here! 
I hope you hear me, Marianne. I don't care anymore. It's time somebody told you the truth. You get out of that church that don't believe in healing. You get out of that church that believes you're demon-possessed. You come here. Do you hear the truth? Yeah, I'll pray for you because I love you. But you need to be here. I get the texts. Sorry, Pastor, I won't show up today. I need to take a break. You need to take a break. Get mad at me. I don't care. I need to take a break from God's presence in the house of God. I had a rough week. Where do you go when you have a rough week, David? Where do you go when you've, 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 you've had it rough and you've been dry? You come here. My goodness, I laid in bed. Look, Lori, you'll tell them I couldn't get out of bed. But I couldn't wait to come here. And when I came here, something came over my body. I don't understand this. Sorry, can't make it. Something came up. What came up? I don't know. I don't understand this, Father. I don't understand this. Anyway, that ain't what I was, I don't know. Going to places. I didn't plan on going. Honey, am I doing all right, huh? You're going to tell me later, Glenn. You should have gone there. I don't, you know what? This is who I am, and he's made me who I am. Amen. Amen. So, uh-oh, somebody's loving it. <laughs> somebody's watching. Thank you, Jessica. I needed that heart. Mark chapter 9. Listen to this, verse 2. And after six days, Jesus taken Peter with him, and James, and John. And you know what? He also took me, he took me there. I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Because I'm, I'm watching what's happening. And now, I understand what's happening. They didn't understand what, ha what was happening. But Jesus was showing them something. Not only them, he's showing me this. He's showing you this. Hallelujah, this is important, this is amazing. James and John, and, and leadeth them up onto a high mountain. All right? And this is it. Listen to this, verse 2. And he was transfigured before them. Nobody ever explained, Lord, nobody ever explained to me what that meant. Nobody ever explained to me what was going on. You know what was going on. There was no such thing as born again. There was no such thing as people becoming a house for the Holy Spirit. All throughout Scripture, up until that time, when an outpouring of the Holy Spirit came, it came from the outside. Not the inside. So what Jesus is showing me and what he's showing us is when he became transfigured, he was showing us this is you on the inside. I get it now. And you see, John comes along and says to as many as receive him, to them the Father gives the right, the power, 
the ability to become his child. Who were born, not of man, nor of the will of man, but who were born of God. Jesus showed us in Mark chapter 9, verse 3, and nobody has picked this up or picks it up. I'm sure Pastor Lenny's not the only one. That Jesus is showing us what born of the Spirit means, what born of God means, what your inside looks like. He just peeled away his flesh for a moment and said, this is you on the inside. That's what that was all about. They had no understanding of that. I have it now. I fully know it. You know why I fully know it? That word transfigured. That word transfigured. I ain't sharing my thoughts with other people because when this message is preached, they're my messages. You know what I'm saying, Lori? So you guys are going to hear this. That word transfigured means man of war food. Okay? That means the caterpillar crawls up, spins a cocoon, boom. You're not a caterpillar anymore. Right? He's metamorphosized. He's a butterfly. You know, new creation. New creation because of metamorpho. Because of metamorpho. Right? Metamorpho. You ever see them beautiful Marno butterflies? Oh, they're so, they're so beautiful and amazing. And I find out that most of them come from Mexico. They fly up and then they fly back. I'm like, wow. They fly up just so I can see their beauty. But anyway, transfigured, metamorpho. So what happens is, Jesus is metamorphosed in front of them so they can see what metamorphosed inside of them is all about and looks like. That's what that's all about, Lord. And you know how I know? Lord, do you know how I know? You do too. What word? What word? You learned something here today, guys. 40 years. You have, I don't know who's been saved for 40 years. I've been saved for 40 years. I never heard this. Never heard this. That word, transfigured, is only found in two other scriptures. That's how I know Jesus was showing me me on the Mount of Transfiguration. It's only shown in two, it's only in two other places in scriptures. You want to take a guess? Where? This is how I know it was me. Jesus was showing me me. Paul preaches that we would know that we would know the exceeding greatness of the power, right? Oh, God is able to do far beyond what we can dare ask or think because of the power that's within us, right? Jesus showed us what's inside us. He was showing us us. And how do I know it's true? Two scriptures. Only other places where this word is found. Only other place. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Therefore, don't be conformed to this religious age. This religious system, rules, do's, don'ts, you must, you have to, but become transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's the same word. So Paul is telling us, you see that picture of Jesus? That's in you. And if you want it to become your reality, renew your mind. You renew your mind and you will see 
what Jesus showed on that day, you will see that it's the same very power, presence, majesty, brilliance that's in you right now. And the more you see, Jesus, this is amazing. He, he put aside, he put aside the veil. He put aside the flesh so we can see what's in there. So he wanted us to see what is in each and every one of us. And the more we renew our mind to, that's our reality, the more our flesh is removed and the brilliance shines through and the transformation takes place. What are you thinking right now? Oh, okay. Now, you know where the other place where that's found? There's only, there's only three places. The transfiguration, Romans 12, 2. There's one more. There's only one more. Only one more. This is why I know that the transfiguration, Jesus was showing us, us. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, is the only other place that word is found. And what does Paul tell us? We behold the glory of the Lord, right? We behold his image. Transfigured Jesus Christ. We behold that image, that glory, as in a mirror. And what happens? We're changed into that image by the Holy Spirit, just by beholding it. Do you know what that word changed is? It's the same word as transformation in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And it's the same word as transfigured in Mark chapter 9, verse 3. So Paul is saying, the more you look at the mirror, the more you see Jesus in his transfigured, in his, in his glorified state, in his majestic state, in his royal state, in his brilliant state, the more you believe it, the more you become it, the more you look, and the more you see, and the more you believe, the more happens. Only three places where that word is found. So that's how I know what the transfiguration See, everybody thinks it's all Jesus being glorified. Yes, 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 yes. Remember what Jesus said? Father, you have glorified me. Now I glorify them. We have an amazing gospel. I am not a sinner. I am not unrighteous. I am not. I, you know what? I heard a man say this. I'm not going to tell you who it was. Because he might still minister to you. I hope he does. There's always, you know, I hate that saying. All right, you know what? I hate to say, well, I treat everything like chicken. You know, eat the meat, spit out the bones. I don't even want to eat chicken with bones in it because I don't want to take a chance that some of the bones get stuck in my throat. Amen. But, you know, I heard a man who doesn't know the true gospel, and people think he must know the true gospel, just like everybody thinks around, his, around this area that, that they're hearing the true gospel. He said, the closer you get to God, the more you're going to see how sinful you are. Am I right or wrong, Lord? Well, yeah, Paul, you want me to come to behold the image? And you want me to, be you want me to believe that image? Paul, wait, wait, Paul, you got it wrong because this, this, this man said, I'm going to behold that image. I'm going to come to Jesus. I want to see Jesus and, and not change it to that image, but I'm going to have my sinfulness magnified. 
Oh my God, that's not the gospel. The more I come to Jesus and the more I see Jesus, the more thankful and grateful I am because I know I am clothed with his righteousness. I am clothed with his power. I am clothed with his ability. I am clothed with his brilliance. I am clothed, clothed with his splendor. I am clothed with the same opinion that the Father has towards him. That's what I'm dressed in and that's what I'm clothed in. And that's what I see every time I get closer to him. Every time I draw near to him. And that's exactly what the Father wants. Amen. I read the book that talked about the gospel where it said the father was pleased to crush him. The father was pleased to bruise him. The, the father was pleased to chastise him. Because my holy and righteous servant will justify the man. He who knew no sin became sin. That through him we might become the righteousness of God in him. If getting close to God reveals how sinful you are, and we're talking about believers, ooh, yuck. Who would want to come boldly before his throne of grace? Who would want? That's why we, we would run away from God. That's why we would try to avoid God. No. I thank you, Jesus, for the true gospel. I thank you, Jesus, that it's all about you. It's all about you, Lord. I give you the praise and the honor and the glory. The more I come to you and the more I understand, there's no condemnation. What there is, is growing praise, worship, thanksgiving. And this is what the Father wants. Are accepting the fact that who he is, we are too. What he has, we have too. What he can do, we can do too. So I thank you, Father. This message is not taped. My heart was not taken today, so it's for you guys. It's for you guys to take these truths and share it. And it's for those that were listening on the internet who are going to listen to this on Facebook. This was right from the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Father, I worship you and I pray you and I glorify you. I give you praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 How do you know? Pastor Lenny wears his emotions on his sleeves. I don't know how much of my emotions God wants me to wear on my sleeves, but I, I was so excited about coming here today. I really was. I, and for a moment, the birds were flying over my head, trying to make a nest in it, and I'm like, I, I shooed them away. I'm not letting them. But you know, the worst kind of text you're going to get, you know, when you're trying to grow or you're believing you're growing, is, sorry, I won't be there. I need to take a break from church. This person might be mad at me. I don't, you know what? If I haven't done enough to let that person know I love them, they're never going to get the message. You know? But you start, sorry, I won't be there. 
Sorry, I can't make it. Sorry, something come up. I'll be there next week. So, you know, I understand vacations and stuff. I, I took a vacation and stuff like that. But when it's got nothing to do with that, and you're just, you know, staying away, I can't. I don't understand that. So I'm telling you, I'm going to be honest with you. I said, Lord, why, why, Lord, why? I said, yeah, I got this one group, 200 men. They want me to come and speak to them. There's another group, 80 men. This, this guy said, come down here. I'll fly you down here. Lord, I know that there's people that want to hear. There's people that want to know. I want, and I want to go, Lord. How do I keep, why do I keep going? And, you know, Lord, what? This place got to be paid for, right? Lord, I'm like, Lord, where do I keep, do I keep working so I can keep just paying for this place? You know, I'm like, Lord, I, Lord, I need to know, I need to know, I need to know. Lord, the, the lease is up. I just walk away and then just go do what you've called me to do, evangelize. And I said, Lord, I need to know. And then he said to me, no. I sent you there to thrive. Okay, Father. And then he said this to me, and I gave you a map on how that's going to happen. Yeah, but Lord, I don't like, I don't want to, I'll do it. I've given you the map, now just walk that map out. And he has. But now i got to walk it out. Because this place is going to thrive. Amen. It's going to thrive. And I'm sorry. Don't be mad at me, buddy. I know I went through some things too, but I learned not to lean on that anointing. And, and, and yeah, I was healed of that cancer. And I know it wasn't a doctor's, but they, because they told me I was going to come back again and again and again for more cancer, more, more chemotherapy, and more radiation. I, I, I totally befuddled them. And I, you know, and I think I was there for the people that I prayed for that received their healings. Amen. Amen. I think I was there because now they want to make me a. And uh, uh, I don't know what, it's called, what is the word that they said, an advocate or a, a mentor. And uh, they know I'm religious. That's okay. You come and do what you got to do. Who knows? All I know is that radiation didn't heal my cancer or, or, or the chemo didn't heal my cancer. God healed my cancer. But there's going to be a time or else I'm out of here. When everybody walks through that door that's sick and has an ailment, will not walk out that door sick and with an ailment. Amen. It's got to be. Or I'm not going to preach anymore. Because Paul said, I didn't preach with dazzling words. You know, I didn't do that. Okay? I preached the power of Christ, and then God just advertised His kingdom by healing. So I'm telling you what, man, this is your last week in that thing. You ain't coming back with it. If you believe, Amen. you believe you ain't coming back with that next week. Amen. Listen, I love you. I really do. It's a nice thing that you got there. I mean, I'm believing you ain't coming back with that next week. I, 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 have, I believe that. You, you believe that. Whenever you came here, Father, in Jesus' name, they ain't coming back with it anymore. They ain't coming back with it anymore. Because your gospel, you're, you're, you healed them all. Yes. You healed them all, every single one of them. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. And I'm so grateful that when that report came back, brain, whole, eyes, whole, ears, whole, heart, strong, lungs, clear, kidney, liver, gallbladder, prostate, whole, sound, 
a little high, guys. Got to work on it. It's 130 over 70. Not to be a little bit lower. I'm going to shoot for like 125, 120 over 70. But 130, do you know that my blood pressure at one time registered 175 over like, I don't know, that, that bottom number was close to 100, maybe over, I don't know. And they tried to talk me, oh, get in the ambulance, get in the ambulance. No, 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 I'll be okay. I didn't know if I was going to be okay. I just wanted to get in the ambulance. And now today, no, no medication or anything like that, 130.070. Pretty good, huh, Lord? My veins and arteries, whatever, when they came back on the report, they're doing just what they're supposed to do. No blockages. No, in spite of all my Twinkies and all my, all my pizza and all my Big Macs and all that, you know, which I don't have, in, you know, no more. Because my wife. <laughs> no, my wife. And, and my good friends, Brett and Caprice, you know. Nina, meet right, meet better. I look at Damon, I want to be built like him. I want to, man. <laughs> I don't know if I could ever be as good looking as him, but so I don't even know where I was going. With that. I just, how, what was I saying? Let's see who's paying attention. Oh, okay. not coming back that way. Yeah, yeah. Better version of me. I'm going to be 64. Mm -hmm. I keep telling people I'm 64 now. Well, so I'm 65. 64. I'm going to tell people I'm 65. I'm. I, you know what? Because as I'm getting older. You realize right now, 64, I am in better shape than I was at 50. Probably 40. I mean, I remember when I was 30, I was 227 pounds. I mean, I, I remember maybe when I was 35, 38, whatever, I was 295 pounds. I'm, I'm getting better. I can't wait to 70. I can't wait to see what it looks like. It's going to be great. I want to be like Caleb. Yeah. Caleb said, Joshua, I'm as strong at 85 as I was at 45. Amen. And there's no reason why. There's no reason why. I have a better covenant. I have a greater mindset. I have the power of the Holy Spirit within me. Metamorphosizing my body. So anyway, that's all. Hallelujah. I don't know. Should we let them in when they come in for healing? Say, just go back to your church. And we'll let them in. Won't we? yep. And if they want to go back, say, go back. But give them the true message. Well, let them know. Amen. Let them know. He healed them some, sometimes. Oh. He healed. I don't even know what word to come up with except all. Because that's what it says. Mm -hmm. He healed them all. Yeah. In fact, when he went into an area of, belief, of unbelief, this is amazing. Even in an area of unbelief, when the real Jesus shows up, he could do no mighty work there except heal some sick people. <laughs> he's so powerful and he's so amazing that even when there's a whole bunch of unbelief, he's still going to heal them. Amen. He's going to heal them. But you see, what happened was, they were, they were set in unbelief. Why? Because of the messages that they were hearing. So even when he came, even when he came with the true gospel, him, the true gospel, uh, they were still they were still solid in their old beliefs. But it was him, and they heard enough of the message where he was able to heal someone. No, it didn't say that. It said 
He was only, he was not able to do a mighty thing there except heal. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh my goodness. So, anyway, God is good. We love him. We praise him. I just hope uh, I didn't scare any of you. And, uh, I left, uh, I'm leaving you encouraged. Before Caprice comes, I just want you to know something. September 17th, Sunday, September 17th, we are going to have an outdoor church service. We're going to, we're going to have it at Gehring Park. And if, when you leave our park, parking lot and, and, and you take a left, and as soon as you go under the 84 overpass, right, as soon as the entrance on the 84, as soon as you pass that, at that, that light, you go left there, that's where Gearing Park is. They have a really nice pavilion, keep us shaded from the sun. They have nice rest, restroom, restroom facilities um, that are cleaned and maintained, and, and they're locked until we, we get the key and we use it. And, and uh, it does have some, um, um, what do you know, charcoal things there, but, but the church is going to, you know, bring some, some finger food like uh, some sandwich, you know, three-foot sandwiches, whatever, maybe six-foot, depending upon who's going to be there, and, you know, salads and stuff like that. We're going to worship, we're going to praise, we're going to have a message, we've got a speaker system right there. I'm, I'm told that there's going to be a lot of people there that day at the park because there's, there's uh, all kinds of children's activities. They have a uh, playground for the kids, they have basketball courts, they have tennis courts. It's going to be a great day. And after we have our church service, then we're going to have like a, our, our, our church family, you know, picnic, just fellowship, you know, just eat, maybe meet people as they come and listen and, and be able to witness and who knows, put, bring people into the kingdom of God. But I'm believing for a, a really good day, okay? Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, if, if I hope everybody can be there um, as, as the services go on and more people come and let them know about it and put it on the uh, um, website, and I'm also going to promote it so that anybody, you know, in Fishkill that, that are going to be there knows we're going to be there and they could, uh, they could join in. I'll have the music, you know, pre-printed so as, as we're singing it, as we're going through uh, over the speaker, we'll have the, the words on, uh, in print for, for people that, that come and want to follow. And then we're going we're gonna to have uh, my wife's going to give a salvation message. What do you mean, no? Yeah, it's going to be a great day. And then we're going to party. And we'll go over more details as we get closer. But we got we got about a month right now. And we'll make sure all our I's are dotted and all our T's are crossed. Amen. So, uh, and, you know, if you can't get people to come to church, invite them to a picnic. Let's say before you can eat, you have to listen. All right? Amen. So now we're going to worship the Lord, celebrate, celebrating our...